Welcome into A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, TikTok. We're Nashville's On Demand Sports Talk Network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, uh, for our fans, and for you guys. Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlord. In the Nashville area, renterswarehouse.com. Man, do the pulse of fitness where one 15 minute workout equals five plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Wilson County Hyundai, if you need a new ride, head out to Lebanon to see them at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Calvin and Subtle for your brand new hardwood floors and finishings. They are at calvinandsubtle.com and the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine. Care so uh, yes, uh, uh, the Derrick Henry is ranked the number one uh, running back in the NFL according to ESPN's poll, where they have gone out and gotten top uh, positional rankings from over fifty uh, executives, scouts, coaches, and players uh, in the NFL, where they're going position by position. Today was running backs. Shocker, Derrick Henry is number one. So we will dive into that. We'll talk about the stat that I found out this morning by reading this article of really how impressive this stat is for Derrick Henry, but the Preds just scooped themselves, Zach. And like right after we hit go live on the show today, the Preds officially announced that Pecorine is retiring from the NFL uh, after they have teased for 12 plus hours about a press conference coming up at 11 o'clock with a major announcement. So, Zach, I will let you uh, discuss your feelings on the Preds scooping themselves uh, this morning. Uh, just it, it makes me shake my head, but I'm also not surprised at what the Preds just did. Well, at 6 o'clock last night, they tweeted out, and the, the people that work for them you know, tweeted out, the Preds will hold a major press conference tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Okay? That major press conference is news, right? And yes. there, there is speculation around that news. We, I mean, and we're a little bit more in the know than maybe most, but we kind of thought what it could be. But it's a major announcement. You are building up to announce something at a press conference so people watch the press conference, right? So people attend virtually or in person, whatever it is. And then they come out at 8 o'clock and they just tell you what the announcement is before 11 a.m. And if I am correct, 8 a.m. is before 11 a.m., correct? Yeah, yes, yes. That makes no sense. This is bad public relations on the National Predators. And I get it. Pecorino, a storied member of your franchise, the face of your franchise for a very, very long time, the face of the Stanley Cup run a handful of years ago. But there's better ways to do this. And I look, they're not they're not itching for like all the clicks. It's a press release. Like I, I get it. But you want people to go to your website and stream. Why are you giving it away? Yeah. And the only reality to me uh, of them giving it away three hours ahead of time is because some they had got word that somebody else was going to break the news and they figured. Let's go ahead and release this so it comes from us rather than Adam Vingan or uh, Robbie Stanley or our Alex Doherty, who we were texting with yesterday, where a lot of the Preds beat guys were onto this and kind of knew what was coming. 
And so the Preds uh, announced a major press conference announcement today at 11, last night. And then 14 hours later, three hours before the press conference, uh, announced that it is for Pecorine retiring. So uh, that's that's that. So it will still be a press conference that you will want to watch if you're a Preds fan. And Pecorine, uh, no, I mean, this isn't against Pecorine. He deserves to have it handled better than this. Pecorine <laughs> is insanely important to the landscape of Nashville professional sports, uh, and he deserves to go out the right way. So uh, big deal for Pecorine retiring, good deal for the Preds uh, to not have to figure out how they were going to have to string this along, that Pekka made the decision for them instead of the Preds having to uh, cut ties with their legendary goaltender. So Yeah, so, well, uh, I, again, uh, I, I don't think that was handled correctly, but that's not Pekka's fault. Uh, Pekka, unbelievable hockey player for that franchise for a very, very long time, and sad to see him retiring, but um, had a storied career. Yeah, and the time was right for him to retire. Now, on to the regularly scheduled show as we discuss Derek Henry and this incredible stat uh, that, that really defines why and how he is the best running back in the NFL. So ESPN.com, they're going through their top 10 players at each position. This morning it was released. The running back position, uh, over 50 NFL execs, scouts, coaches, and players uh, gave their rankings, and they consolidated all the numbers into this list. So here is Derrick Henry at number one overall. His highest ranking, obviously number one. His lowest ranking from all these uh, execs were uh, it was number six. Number two on this list is Alvin Kamara. Number three is Dalvin Cook. Number four, Nick Chubb. And Christian McCaffrey rounds out the top five. But Zach, there's something that separates Derrick Henry from everybody else in the NFL at the running back position. And it's not the fact that he ran for 2,000 yards last year. It's not the fact that he's six foot three, 250 pounds. It's not the fact that his uh, 1,073 yards after contact topped all running backs by more than 300 yards last year. Uh, I would actually, uh, I, I don't that, know what the stat is, but I, I'm going with that one so far. The stat that blew my mind this morning, Zach, is this from Next Gen Stats from ESPN. Derrick Henry averages 10.87 miles per hour when crossing the line of scrimmage, making him the fastest of any NFL running back at the line of scrimmage with running backs with 150 or more carries. That, Zach, at 6'3", 250 pounds, of him being able to start that fast and average 10.87 miles per hour at the line of scrimmage, that defines his transformation to making him the best running back in the NFL, Zach. That blew my mind because big man runs fast. We've all talked about Derrick Henry and his long speed when he gets in the open field when nobody's going to catch him. But for me, personally, and my knocking of Derrick Henry when he came out of Alabama into the NFL was he gets tackled behind the line of scrimmage too often, that he takes too long to get going, and that sometimes he doesn't feel like he's seeing or trusting what he is seeing and pressing the hole. And for the first two and a half years of his career, he wasn't pressing the hole with that type of mentality and that type of speed, and he had the transformation after the London game 
talking to Eddie George in 2018. And ever since then, he's been unstoppable from a running back. He's gotten paid. He's gotten 2,000 yards rushing. But that stat, I think, really tells the story of how Derrick Henry has improved himself as and became the best running back in the NFL. It's well, crazy. and this stat goes hand-in-hand hand with the one that you prefaced it with, which, which is breaking tackles. Right, So it's hard to hit a guy going 10-plus miles per hour at the size and length that is Derrick Henry with the stiff arm, this bad boy. With that, crossing the line of scrimmage, it's hard to tackle that type of person going at that speed, right? It's literally physics, you know? Hard to stop that. And then, this is the best part about football, is it's layered. There's levels of the defense because you have the bigger guys up front on the defensive line. You have linebackers that can get ahead of steam, but they've got offensive linemen in their way. And then you have the faster guys in the back half of the defense that Derrick Henry can outrun. And that, I think, is the most mind-blowing thing on top of this stat is he crosses the line of scrimmage as the fastest, but when he gets in the open field – he is also the fastest. He doubles down on what he does. Uh, he does so many things, and we're going to get to like versatility. No, everybody talks about how not versatile that Derrick Henry is because he can't catch out of the backfield. They don't use him like Alvin Kamara or some of the other guys that we'll talk about later in the show. His versatility is unbelievable within his game. And he gets zero credit for that. And that's driven me up a freaking wall for years. And you know that, Austin, because I've yelled a lot of times at you and a lot of times at the chat because they squawk about all this uh, anti-versatility. He has that within his game, and it makes him so hard to tackle. And that is the job of the defense. Tackle the ball carrier. And you can't do that against the Tennessee Titans when number 22 is toting the rock. You can't do it. it it's, yeah, it's impressive. So, uh, again, uh, Juan says, so what did he rank? I missed it. Derrick Henry came in as ESPN uh, doing their top 10 at each position as the number one ranked running back uh, in the NFL. He, uh, he had, uh, we don't know exactly how many first place votes he had, but at least one person ranked Derrick Henry as low as six. Maybe we'll talk about that. Uh, in a little bit. Uh, but Derrick Henry and, and the stat that really blew my mind, and I'll throw this up there on the screen again for those who are just joining, that Derrick Henry averages 10.87 miles per hour when crossing the line of scrimmage, which is the fastest of any NFL running back with over 150 carries at 6'3", 250 pounds. Now, I'll say this because there's an extra little nugget here to that stat. Uh, Lamar Jackson leads the NFL in that number with uh, 13.45 miles per hour at the line of scrimmage. But again, Lamar Jackson is uh, like 40 pounds less than Derrick Henry. <laughs> so uh, that's pretty crazy there too. But uh, Derrick Henry leading all NFL running backs, like Alvin Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, uh, these guys are known for their pure speed and quickness, and they don't even have that type of explosiveness out of the gates to get to the line of scrimmage to press the hole and become that difficult to tackle. It's very impressive. The next-gen stats are pretty unbelievable. I don't know how they calculate them. I trust the computers because the NFL has paid a lot of money for those. So I, I do trust them. 
Uh, Mason asks, what versatility are you talking about, Zach? So defining versatile, the able, uh, the ability to adapt or be adaptable to many different functions. And with Derrick Henry, the many different functions that Derrick Henry has, he can run your ass over at the line of scrimmage. He can stiff you, uh, arm you in, in open space. He can outrun you. He can make you miss, and he has done that many a times. That is talking about the versatility. Everybody gets so caught up into, can you catch the ball out of the backfield? He has taken uh, many a touchdown, 70-plus yards of a screen pass because of once he has the ball, he's versatile. Yeah. And so that's where I don't think Derrick Henry gets a lot of credit, and you saw that in the contract. I don't know whether the contract was Derrick Henry just giving a team-friendly deal. I don't know what that was. I don't know what the negotiations were. Really, nobody knows. Uh, besides Derrick Henry, his agent, John well, Robinson. And, yeah, but and I'm he Bob was, John. He, he, Derek, Christian McCaffrey set the bar very high. And look, uh, we both missed. I missed on Christian McCaffrey and saying what he did. You missed on Derrick Henry. Both unbelievable running backs. And I'm curious about McCaffrey later in this discussion. But Derrick Henry has climbed to the top. And ESPN actually finally got well, this correct. Okay, it's not ESPN because I saw a lot of people going after ESPN yesterday and we weren't going after ESPN yesterday with leaving Tannehill out. ESPN is just the, uh, I'm going to steal the word from Travis Haney, the vessel that is delivering this message because what ESPN is doing is gathering information from over 50 experts in the NFL, executives, GMs, scouts, coaches, and players. They're going out there and asking those people in the NFL, hey, give me your top 10 running back list. Give me your top 10 quarterback list. And then once they get it all from everybody, then they're figuring out where it all pegs out. So ESPN is just delivering the message. So the NFL got it right. The NFL got this right because we talked about yesterday with Ryan Tannehill not being the flavor of the month and being an honorable mention. Well, they because, got that wrong yesterday. Because Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray have the attention of, of scouts across the league and coaches and players and GMs because of how much success they've had but early on in their career. Those guys would be intelligent enough to recognize Tannehill's play, and they weren't. That didn't make any sense. You know, I, I, I'm with you, but again, we talked about this, and, and the reason it's because Tannehill is viewed as a retread who is having a lot of success in the right system, right? Like that's why Tannehill is is an honorable mention. It's because Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray are doing it on their own. They're doing it themselves with not uh, nearly as talented of a surrounding cast that Tannehill has, which makes these experts. Uh, kind of salivate over the fresh uh, guys. In I mean, I mean, Kyler Murray does have DeAndre Hopkins, who's a top okay, fair one, but, two. But again, like Christian Kirk, he now has AJ Green, who is old. AJ Green, but Christian he, Kirk was solid. Christian Kirk is is uh uh. Let's see, he is not exactly. He's he's okay. Like he's he's talented, but he's unreliable and very inconsistent. Uh, as a NFL wide receiver. But I just wanted to make sure. Kyler Murray, it's not like he's got a bare cupboard. He's got the best wide receiver, top two at least, well, in the freaking league. We'll find out where DeAndre Hopkins is on with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. I bet you he's one or two. Tomorrow morning, the wide receiver rankings. I bet you out. DeAndre Hopkins, where do you think he is? 
Uh, he's probably in top three. I would I say think he's one. I, I bet think, you they rank him one. Right, well, we'll find that out tomorrow because uh, Devontae Adams will be up there uh, in the conversation as Ab- well. Absolutely. I do want to add this. BMO brings up the versatility plus the durability of Derrick Henry. Yeah. Christian, And we'll talk about durability because Kamara's missed games, Dalvin Cook's missed games, Nick Chubb's missed games, Christian McCaffrey's missed games. The old, uh, you put this live, laugh, love up on your, you know, your wife's kitchen. You should put well, the best ability is availability. That's the man sign, not live, laugh, love, love, laugh, live. It's the best ability is availability, and that's Derrick Henry right there. All right, A to Z Sports here live on a Tuesday. Uh, is Derrick Henry the best running back in the NFL? That's the question we want to ask you guys. Or do you think it's one of the other three that you see, Kamara, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook? Look, I, I think the NFL running back position is pretty healthy. There's a, like I don't really disagree with anybody on the top 10 list. Like There's 10 really damn good running backs in the NFL right now. So is Derrick Henry the number one running back, in your opinion, in the NFL? But first, let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse and RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. RentersWarehouse.com is where you go to find out how much your home can rent for. There's so many different ways you can use them to your benefit, whether it's creating extra cash flows for you and your family, or uh, it could be uh, renting out a property for you, for your son or daughter, maybe who's graduated a couple months ago. RentersWarehouse.com does it all for you, and they've got all the great inventory to check out in the mid-state at RentersWarehouse.com. Don't forget risk-free bet up to $600. Download the app today. Bet MGM, our title sponsor here on the morning show. Code ATOZ Sports. Probably going to have a special promo code tomorrow as the NBA Finals gets back into action between the Suns and Bucks. But today, risk-free bet up to $600. I love this promotion. This is the promo that I would want to go with. Code ATOZ Sports. Download the app today. That is it is an unbelievable way to make a little side cash and have a lot of fun. Austin and I have been enjoying this app for some time. Plus, you get the the Monday Betters Club. You get that ten dollar free bet. You can't beat that. Code ATOZ Sports. Download the app today. All right, ATOZ Sports here live on a Tuesday. By the way, uh, the breaking news that came out right as our show started this morning: Pecorine to retire from the NHL after fifteen plus years with the Preds. Uh, that press conference is at eleven o'clock today. Alex Doherty, our Preds writer, will be there, so we'll have coverage live from that uh, press conference at 11. So the question is, is Derrick Henry the best running back in the NFL? Marquis says, hell yeah. Hunter says, what's the top 10 list? I'll just go ahead and run through it real quick. Derrick Henry, number one. Two is Alvin Kamara. Three, Dalvin Cook. Four, Nick Chubb. Five, Christian McCaffrey. Six, Saquon Barkley. Seven, Ezekiel Elliott. Eight, Aaron Jones. 9, Joe Mixon, and 10, Josh Jacobs. Others receiving votes, honorable mentions. Jonathan Taylor from the Colts had a really good rookie year. Kareem Hunt also with the Browns. Clyde Edwards-Alaire with the Chiefs. Ah, I don't know about that. Well, he uh, got My- hurt at the end. Yeah, Miles Sanders of the Eagles are the other four that were honorable mentions. But I, I, I do think it's a really good top 10, and obviously Derrick Henry deserves to be uh, that number one uh, running back rank. Brandon says... Damn right, mofos. <laughs> uh, Juan says, how dare you ask? Uh, let's see. Mason says, just glad everyone is off Saquon Barkley. Well, well yeah, ACL. Yeah, I don't think anybody's off Saquon Barkley. I just think it's a 
they're handling Saquon Barkley like they should have handled Dak Prescott. Right? Like Dak Prescott was a seventh-ranked quarterback coming off of a devastating broken ankle and leg, and he was right there in the top 10. Saquon Barkley, even off the ACL, is a top 10 running back in the NFL. There's no doubt about that one. Uh, but they do have him ranked behind several other guys. Yeah, and look, everybody's saying yes in the comment section, which is, is the correct answer. I've, I've said this for the last couple of years. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league. And anybody who says otherwise needs to check themselves at the door, look deep, long, and hard in the mirror, and reevaluate their assessment of the National Football League. He's the best running back in the league. There's no doubt He's been the league leader in rushing the last two years, and there's no slowing him down because now he has a better supporting cast on the offensive side of the football. Yeah. Besides tight end. But yeah. Furk could step up. I don't know, but he could step up. But he's got – this is Derrick Henry's year to thrive because you have help. This is the Titans' offense, and they've set the bar high. I, I want to bring this this back up. Top, top offenses in 2020, the Titans are right there at number two. So they've got a they're tied with two with the Bills, yeah. but they gotta surpass Buffalo and Kansas City's probably consistently gonna be one because they get the best quarterback in the league. But yes, Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league, bar none, one hundred percent. Yeah, and I think he's he's improving too. Like he's still getting better. Uh, and that's good to see because he has the drive to continue to get better. Now I, I want to ask you this, okay. Austin. Uh, and this is not to to bring up old old arguments but oh, have you gotten past the fact that maybe it doesn't matter about catching the ball out of the backfield and being like some of the other guys now behind Derrick Henry have you gotten past that well I think you can now, say yes well so it well I think the way that the Titans have handled Derrick Henry in his contract tells me that the Titans use that against him in negotiations and they should have like the reason why Derrick Henry didn't get the same type of money that McCaffrey and, and Kamara are getting is because the Titans have to take him off the field sometimes. And so in the negotiations, they say, look, Derrick and agent of Derrick, we have to have some money to go spend on another running back or draft capital to spend on Darrington Evans because on third and four or longer, you've got to be on the sideline. And we have to be able to make sure our team uh, understands and can go out there and fill that void that you can't fill. All right, I'll follow your statement up with another question. If his contract was up after last year, you think that that same thing would happen? No, but timing Hell is everything. No. So that but, throws all of your notion out no, the window. He still yes, led the NFL. Does. Zach, he led the NFL in rushing the year before he signed the contract. Now, I understand that 2,000 yards is different, and I get that. He would have gotten more money. He would have been the highest-paid running back in the league. Yes, but he still would have been no, It didn't matter his... if he could catch or he was on third down. That's why you're wrong. That, that's why I just proved well, your facts wrong the fact, with that statement. Zach, the fact is, and the fact is always going to be, that Derrick Henry has to come off the field on third and four and longer. And what my point is, after this season, that didn't matter. That's the point. 
you are countering with something that doesn't doesn't make sense I now it, because it, we know what he is. It does we, matter. It justifies what we what, what I've been saying for years. Zach. It doesn't matter if it, you're not on the field on third down, if you're Derek freaking Henry Zach, and you okay, own the take, game. Zach, I'm not taking anything away from Derek Henry. Like it's just the the well, fact No, you Zach, are. No, the fact is that they had they they felt the need to go to spend a third round pick on a running back. And then they when that running back got hurt, they put Jeremy McNichols in there instead of Derrick Henry. Like that's just the reality of it. Like I don't know why like I, this, I'm well, not Deion I'm Lewis not, left. They, they there no, was a they hole. cut Deion Lewis. He didn't leave. They told him to leave. Well, he he did leave. Well, yeah, but not <laughs> no, he left town. He went to New York. Well, no, they they kicked him out is basically what happened, but the point is and this is not an I'm not anti Derrick Henry ever. Like and so does it matter? Yeah. But Derrick Henry's still the best running back in the NFL. I don't know why you're forcing this on me. I'm because not forcing it on you. I asked you a question. You, you could have said, Austin, no, no, no. Do not sit here and try to play victim here. I asked you a question. You could have easily said, yes, I changed my mind. That's what I feel. We would have moved on. But instead, you came up with this, this whole scheme of why the the, the and that, I just not, proved you wrong right there. No, you That's didn't. all I was trying to no, do. Didn't. I didn't put you in a corner. You could have just sat there and, and said what you believe, okay. but instead you kind of you kind of skated around saying no, the contract. No, I'm not skating around it. anything, Zach. I'm not skating around anything. You asked me, does it still matter that Derrick Henry is not a third down running back? And I said, yes, it does, because they had to take him off the field on third and four longer, and they drafted a running back who can do that. And the correct the answer, back. the correct answer is no, that it, it does. Still and matters I, a little bit. I think you're gonna die on this hill. Now you're gonna be dead, but you, you will be on this hill. At Elo, give me a freaking break. You are anti-Henry Austin. You always speak bad on his name. I have a screenshot and videos of you ah, talking about Elo, spitting facts. Okay, Elo, bring it to me. DM <laughs> me on Twitter, whatever you want to do. Give me those videos and screenshots that you have. And if they're pre-October 2018, then I was right. <laughs> you're not, no, you're not right. You're not right. You're wrong. You've admitted you're wrong on this show. Don't try to say you're right now because you're dead Henry, wrong. Over time, Derrick Henry proved me wrong. Like, why are you guys ignoring because what happened? Because you answer the question, yeah, it doesn't matter because that would have been the correct It does matter answer. a little bit. It does matter. If, if it didn't matter, they wouldn't have drafted Darrington Evans in the third round. Like, what's so hard for you to understand about this? Because you don't make any sense. I'm making complete sense. Ask John. So does John Robinson not make any sense? I, I just literally, I proved you wrong by the whole concept that you admitted that he, it wouldn't have mattered if you if his contract year would have been after this season, the third down BS wouldn't have mattered. He would have been the highest paid running back in the league, which proves the theory that I am correct. I, I agreed to that point, but I, I, that's that that's the premise of why I I'm saying you are wrong. Dom says Austin has a point though. Yes, you asked me, does it matter? And it does matter. And, and Troy says, Austin, you acting like he can't it catch. It doesn't matter based on you admitting that oh. after this season, it wouldn't matter. <laughs> oh, my God. I, why, why does nobody understand this? The Titans are telling us this. The Titans are telling us that it does matter. He has gotten better at pass protection and catching out of the backfield. But it was, he wasn't good enough at the time that he signed his contract and the time that Darrington Evans was drafted in the third round because they needed another third down running back. They needed that. But again, again, Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL, Elo. Elo, so, if I'm, I'm hating on the guy, but also calling him the best in the world at what he does. 
I'm yeah, such a backhanded a hater. compliment, right? I'm such a hater, Elo. Good lord. Uh, you, you don't get butt hurt about Elo. I think he he has some sort of point. So no, he doesn't. To wrap no, doesn't. this to wrap this up before we move on, does it matter that Derrick Henry cannot play on third down all of the time? Right now, does it yeah. matter? A little bit, yeah. A little bit in super nuanced football context. Like that's all I'm talking about. And that's wrong. Like, right. No, I'm we, not wrong. Jeez, God, I'm about to get freaking pissed because you're you being don't have so to. stubborn. You don't have to. No, I am because you are pushing this and taking your thumb and squeezing it in there. And it's it's asinine and stubborn as hell from you. It does matter a little bit it, when you're talking about actual football. It when it comes not. to him being the number one running back in the in the world, no, it doesn't matter. Then it doesn't matter. But it does matter when you're talking. <laughs> it's, it's the whole premise. Oh, when the Titans are scheming oh, for a freaking game that is the only thing that matters, they do put this into effect because they have to have somebody else on third and four longer. My God, I'm about to blow my mind. Well, well, then we'll move on before you blow your mind. Okay. Which of these three NFL running backs is the second best behind <laughs> Derrick Henry? Ridiculous. First, tell everybody, Zach, about Calvin and Subtle. I absolutely could do that. Calvin and Subtle, they're number one. They're, hey, they're hitting the hardwood. They're hitting the hardwood. 615-448-6414. Knock on wood if you're with me. Man, I've been waiting to do that. We are back, baby. We're back live. CalvinandSoto.com got this nice Angelo, Angelo hardwood floors. They'll hook you up, rip up that old carpet, and put in brand new hardwood floors quick and easy at CalvinandSoto.com. They are trusted right here in Middle Tennessee. They will take care of you and your family. This would go really nice up there underneath Live, Laugh, Love. This would. I'm telling you, 615-448-6414. In your home, this Angelo, it's a lighter shade. It is a lighter hardwood, but it will make your kitchen pop. That is CalvinAndSubtle.com. The best ability is availability. They're available. BetMGM, the king of sports books and the title sponsor of our morning show. Download the app today. Use our code ATOZ Sports to get a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. That's at DraftKings. Download the app. Uh, I'm sorry, BetMGM. Download the app. BetMGM.com is where to go uh, for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years or older. Must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. Talking about Derrick Henry being the number one running back in the NFL. Who is number two? Is it Alvin Kamara? Nick Chubb or Dalvin Cook, because those three guys are who ended up being two, three, and four on ESPN's top 10 running back list. So is it Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb, or Dalvin Cook as the second best running back in the NFL? And Elo's got love for you, my man. Uh, all love. Awesome yeah, guy. But he's also keeping screenshots from several years ago. So. Hey, we hey, because Elo's one of us. We hold each other accountable. I, Elo, shout out, my man. You're getting the love of the show right there. Elo, you've just you've just earned the love of the show. I love that about you. Yeah, you're you're real, still keeping it love. He's a share on Facebook. Love of the show goes to Elo Gray, my man. Now, this is a tough, tough question. And we, McCaffrey's not in this. Uh, McCaffrey's McCaffrey, fit. Uh, McCaffrey's yeah. fifth, and obviously because of the injuries, and he had no yeah. help with 
Teddy two gloves. But, oh, man, this is hard. Drew Brees now gone. So, Nick Chubb had also had consistent, but still injured. Had injury, but whenever whenever he's healthy, Nick Chubb's an absolute beast. Um, because the Browns run the football. Yeah, that is one thing about the Cleveland Browns that helps your boy Baker is they run the football. And I, I, here's my answer: Dalvin Cook is number two. Okay, I, I, I Dalvin Cook does things that not many running backs can do. And, and Derrick Henry is in a class of himself. We've already established that. But Dalvin Cook can win a game. Alvin Kamara can help win a game with Michael Tucker. I disagree. I think all three of these guys can win a game. Just, just throwing it out there. All three of these guys in the middle of the screen, Kamara, Chubb, and Cook, they can absolutely win a game. I think Dalvin Cook, so here's my opinion based on that. Dalvin Cook can win more games. Okay. And so that's why I have him number two. Because he's a breakaway. And he gets in the open field. He's gone. He's great. I mean, he's just, he's very, very solid. We saw that in Minnesota when the Titans played him early on in the season. Dalvin Cook had, I mean, you, you talk about what, what he can do for that team. Pretty unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I think this is really tough. Um, I think Nick Chubb, man, because Nick Chubb, has if you're talking about like rushing yards per game, Nick Chubb is second behind Derrick Henry. Uh, he just didn't play in as many games, and so it's really difficult. I think Nick Chubb is probably the closest to a Derrick Henry type, where he he can be used <clears throat> in the passing game, but not nearly as much as uh, the Saints use Kamara and the Vikings use Cook because they have the Browns have Kareem Hunt for that style running back. So honestly, I feel like I, I kind of have to go with Alvin Kamara in this just because Alvin Kamara is so he's the most versatile of the three guys. You can line him up anywhere. <clears throat> you can do so many different gadget things with him. <clears throat> and he's so bendy. Like Alvin Kamara is like Gumby out there where he just bounces off of defenders. And I don't think anybody has the pure balance and stability uh, than Alvin Kamara of being able to, he's not breaking tackles like Derrick Henry, like running through tackles. He's just bouncing off the guys and continues to keep his balance and his legs moving. And all of a sudden regains uh, his, his, uh, his speed and can break away from people. So that, yeah, that's I mean, why I go with Alvin Kamara. He is amazing. After looking at Dalvin cook's game log in 14 games, he never rushed for under 50 yards. So even in his worst game was 50 yards, but this Reminds me of like Derrick Henry type games and against the Titans early on in the season. You know how many rushing yards he had? I remember Dal- he Dalvin off. Cook. Dalvin yeah. Cook went off. He had like 180 something. 181. So very, very close. Very close. And guess but, what? The Vikings lost. And, and they did. And because of the nuance of that game, as we know, but he has games 181, 130, 163, 206, 115, 120, 102. 132. I mean, th- those are the type games that Dalvin Cook has. Those games, usually, the Vikings will win if Kirk Cousins not throwing picks. That puts them in the game. And because they don't have Stefan Diggs, I know they have, 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 uh, Justin Thielen, 
and Thielen. Yeah. yeah. And Justin Jefferson had a big game that day too. Yeah, he did. And he's, he had a big year last year. Uh, very close, but I think my final answer is Dalvin Cook. That's fine. So you put, so Dalvin Cook was fourth on the list. God, uh, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Dalvin Cook was third, was third on the list. Nick Chubb was fourth. And so here's, here's what I found fascinating of the entire rankings. Six running backs got at least one first place vote. Derrick Henry obviously got number, he's number one. Alvin Kamara had a first place vote. Dalvin Cook had a first place vote. Nick just Chubb. Uh huh. Dalvin Cook just had one. No, we don't know how many they had. Oh, had we just a. know they had. Okay. A, they were at least one person had them ranked number one. I understand. Um, so Nick Chubb was did not the highest ranking he had was number two in the NFL. The other guys, so I, the other guys with first place votes: Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, and Ezekiel Elliott. I thought that was interesting. That six different running backs had at least one first place vote. Well, and the Ezekiel fact Elliott should not. If they watched him last year. McCaffrey, I understand because of what he did two seasons ago, and he just got hurt. Right, Saquon Barkley. I think that's kind. You know, that's harder to understand. Zeke, I don't get whatsoever. That must have been somebody interviewed with the Cowboys who who gave him that. No, that Just, was ESPN.com's vote. That's <laughs> <laughs> to get clicks. Yeah, they they did they talk to Skip Bayless. I don't I don't know, but uh, and then Aaron Jones is number eight. Uh, Joe Mixon number nine, and Josh Jacobs number ten. Those guys did not have votes higher than number four. So I, I do think. It's pretty impressive that the NFL running backs are it's really healthy when it comes to depth at that position of having guys with superstar names. You just had a couple of them banged up last year with Barkley and McCaffrey. And the problem is with Zeke is his fumble issues last year. He had six fumbles. He lost five of them in two different games. He had two fumbles. You, that, and they lost both of those games. And I get Dak. I get the whole thing. But you cannot turn the football over. It's the whole thing of why, and, and I will be honest, of why we don't think, and don't think about his personal life, because that's a little strange. Tiki Barber would have been a hell of a lot better in the whole scheme of how we view Tiki Barber if he would have been able to hold on to the damn football, but he couldn't. Yeah. So that that you cannot, and Zeke, he may fix that this year. I don't know. That would be something that I would work on if I was him. But you can't vote him number one. That didn't make any sense. No, it, it feels like that was a Cowboys scout, probably the one who had the heaviest hand in drafting Zeke. Um, or or uh, the guy who was like, yeah, he's worth that much money. He's worth $90 million. So uh, Zeke getting a first-place vote is, is crazy. The other guys I can kind of understand a little bit. All right, so that's wrapping up the Derrick Henry discussion uh, for today. Zach, you sent me this uh, this article slash question from uh, Deadspin, which doesn't really do great content anymore. Which but, is, yeah, but this was actually really good. Here's the question. Would you rather be a legendary Olympian or an above-average, highly-paid pro athlete? Would you rather be a legendary Olympian or an above-average, highly paid 
pro athlete? That's the question. And I'll give you the two guys that were on the face of this article. But first, I'm going to tell you, and hey, one of those faces, I think that these you, uh, you guys in the chat will be interested in. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai, that's where you need to go to get your next ride. The 2021 Hyundai Palisade is unreal, unbelievable, full-size SUV. They've got you covered with third-row seating. They've got captain seats, bucket seats. They've got all the bells and whistles and the technology right there in the 2021 Hyundai Palisade. Wilson County Hyundai has you hooked up. They have them in stock. It's hard to find cars these days. We know that, but Wilson County Hyundai does have them. And so go out, quick trip down I-40, exit 236, Austin and I go there once a month. We broadcast live from the dealership. We love it. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download the app today. Use code ATOZ Sports for a risk-free bet up to 600 bucks with your first deposit and your first bet. That's Bet MGM right there. Do it. The king of sportsbooks. By the way, programming note, uh, A to Z Sports Picks will be on live tomorrow instead of today, presented by BetMGM. So make sure that's tomorrow at 2 o'clock, Wednesday at 2 o'clock, leading up to the NBA Finals Game 4 to give you guys some betting action for uh, tomorrow night's Game 4, the NBA Finals. Uh, there, BetMGM, download the app, use that code, A-T-O-Z Sports. So good question. Uh, I think it's a really entertaining discussion. Would you rather be a legendary Olympian or an above-average, highly-paid pro athlete. Now, Zach, who are the two guys that Deadspin used uh, for this example? Which I think you're perfect. Usain Bolt, legendary Olympian, or Ryan Tannehill, which I think defines highly-paid pro athlete, but above-average. Not great, not elite. We established that yesterday, but very highly-paid, $100 million man. So let's go to the comments. I'm curious about yeah, this. Same. Uh, Wesley says, legendary Olympian, pride in your country, which is absolutely correct. Rather be Phelps from Hunter Morgan, highly paid. I got kids to feed from Danny. <laughs> above average pro athlete from Jarrell. Above uh, average, highly paid pro athlete from Lee. Dom says it depends on what sport. Olympic so, legend. Wait, let's, let's think of legendary Olympian, right? And we're not talking about like if you're an NBA basketball player who made the USA Olympic team and or basically both. We're talking about the Olympic sports that are track and field, gymnastics, swimming. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, if any Winter Olympics come into this too, but those type of purely Olympic sports uh, that go along with with this conversation. Or Chandler Parsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Which he is, I mean, he is above average, but. And so it's, it's legendary, legendary Olympian, like which are Phelps, Bolt, Simone Biles, John White, John White. Like it's these type of guys, Joey not, Chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> not, not just the, the that Olympians. I mean, there, there's, yeah. There's a lot of. There's a lot of Olympians that are very successful that we just don't remember their names. But we're talking about the legendary of legendary Olympians. Lindsey Vaughn. I yeah. mean, there's there's a ton of uh, of women athletes too, right? Yep. Um, As Simone Biles. I, I honestly, I don't know about you. I'm pretty excited to watch 
the the uh, the gymnastics uh, team with the uh, USA Olympics because they're insanely good, insanely good. And I think this this question is a little bit more difficult because you could be highly paid and above average athlete, but if you're a legendary Olympic uh, Olympian, you are highly paid because of endorsements. Like if you don't mess up, if you don't become, you know, Lance Armstrong and are just an a hole, but he's still rich. Like especially in today's age with endorsements and influencer money, yeah, I, you're gonna be rich. This is a tough question, and you get pride in your country, but ooh, do you have your uh, answer? I do I'm, have I'm answer. kind of actually – I didn't think I, – I think going into this question, I thought I had my answer. I don't necessarily have it when, right. When you initially sent it to me, I was like, oh, the uh, above-average, highly-paid athlete. That was Same. my initial like reaction. Uh, but then I thought about it more. If you're an above-average, highly-paid athlete, you're still probably going to have to play a decade-plus – uh, in your career to, to really be that highly paid above average. You're going to be like a journeyman. You're going to skip around teams uh, later on in your career, but you're still going to make a lot of money. You know, if it's, if it's in baseball, the NBA or the NFL, whatever, hockey. I have my with, answer with the Olympian. You're retired by your mid late twenties. That's fine. Fine. But I have my answer. And my answer is the Olympian. Okay. My, My answer, answer is the above average athlete. Really? So I go with the legendary Olympian because I let's say I'm I'm 18 when I make my first Olympics, then I'm 22 for my next one, and I'm 26 for my third. I'm done. If I'm a, if I'm the legendary status and I'm 26, 27, and I'm out and I'm retired and I have all the endorsements that are like lifetime contracts that I don't have to continue to put all this wear and tear on my body into my thirties. I can still be like physically fit uh, to pay off my endorsements and do these things and compete from time to time, but not have to be, I can retire from the Olympics in my mid to late twenties and ride those endorsement deals because I won half a dozen gold medals. All right. Which is what we're talking about, right? We're talking about like the, the, the legendary Olympians. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mine is uh, lifestyle. And so here's why I would like to be an above average, maybe lower profile athlete that is very highly paid. And Jordan says it, and I think he says it in the opposite of the way I would think of it. International fame comes with being an Olympian. I don't necessarily want international fame. I think fame is great, but I think too much fame. Justin Bieber can't go to Walgreens. All right. So, I would rather be Ryan Tannehill because I can walk the streets of Miami. I can live the life that I want to live, having the $100 million and supporting my kids and living the, the true life that I would like without the international fame. And that is what I would like. I think that is the best life, even if it comes at 30, 34, 35, that's fine. I, I don't think... Um... I know Deadspin used Ryan Tannehill for this question, but Ryan Tannehill's better than an above-average, highly-paid athlete. He's highly paid, but no, he's he, definitely he, he he defines it perfectly to me. I, he's a he's better than above-average. You agree with that? He's not great. You, we just talked about how he should have been a top. He's 10 not elite. We just talked about how he's not elite. He's above average. He's he's above above average. 
That's great. He's not that. Baker Mayfield is above average. Ryan Tannehill is above average. Yes, Not, both but of he's them also are. Ahead both of, of them are. Zach, you know who else is above average by using that context and that logic is Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. They're also above average. They're no, they're elite. But yeah, but they're also by being elite, you're above average, right? Like that's my point. No, here. no, Ryan now, now is, you, you messed that up. No, no, I you, didn't. You I did not, mess that up. No, I did not. You know I'm what trying, they're talking about. They're that, not talking about Aaron Rodgers. Right. And I'm saying Ryan Tannehill is he's not Aaron Rodgers. What? <laughs> What? What are you laughing at? Ryan Tannehill is not Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers that. and Patrick Holmes are in a completely different status. That Ryan Tannehill is better than above average. No, he is above average. Then why he did is you... Not, he is under elite. He yes, is above average. There's there's different le levels between elite and above about. average. Oh, jeez. Above geez, there's no geez. Like you know what they're talking about. They're not talking about the elites. Ryan Daniel is the perfect mold I, I, for I this question. I disagree. Ryan Daniel could go in a damn grocery store in the BFE Iowa. No one knows who he is. Aaron Rodgers does that. You can't do that. I think Ryan Tannehill is uh, is too good to be labeled above average. Ryan Tannehill has had two really good years and maybe two really good years in Miami that didn't make the playoffs. That's above average. That ain't great, brah. All right, I, I will I will stop pressing my point because I'm not getting anywhere with it. But I. I do think he's he's definitely underrated. Thank you, Bobby, for understanding what I'm saying. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is really damn good, which is above that's above. Fine, you can, but this is that's this is not the time to make the point of yeah, being. But when nobody cares. But when you're, but my no, the reason why I said this is because you were using your decision on this question to say why you would pick Ryan Tannehill's life because Ryan Tannehill's life is pretty sweet. Yeah, it's above average. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it. No, his life is elite. <laughs> like, Ryan Tannehill is living an elite life. True, but he is not elite. He is above average. He is not elite. But I would say I would pick the legendary Olympian. That's where I would go. Because I get that. Like those are like you will always be a legendary Olympian. You're never forgotten. Like people remember Mark Spitz. Mary Lou Retton, we remember these people. If you didn't use steroids and ran track fast, we remember you. Or if, or if you, you did, did use steroids, we remember you for or that if you smoked weed. Yes. So I would rather go with the legendary Olympian rather than the above average highly paid pro athlete. Yeah, you'd rather be Kurt Angle. <laughs> that, Louie, that's, that's a good comment. That's funny. That's funny right there. Kurt Angle. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Tuesday. We're 50-plus minutes into the show. And we're, <laughs> now we're getting to our sports trivia. Sports trivia returns. But first, let me tell you guys about Bone and Joint Institute. Boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Uh, go to boneandjointtn.org, and you can check out all their great services. Uh, they truly are the destination for you whenever you get hurt, whenever that injury pops up in life, make sure it gets taken care of the right way by the great folks and the dozens of doctors and physicians and great rehab specialists right there at the Bone and Joint Institute. Hey, to Z Sports, we are powered by BetMGM. Don't forget, download the app today. Use that promo code ATOZ Sports. That's A. 
TOZ Sports right there on the screen. Unbelievable. We love. This is the best betting app. It is because they give you free bets on Mondays. They give you promotions. They give you boosts and risk-free $600 bets for new users. Use that promo code right there on the screen. Download the app today. All right, Zach. So I'm going to have to scroll back in our text thread to over two weeks ago to find out our trivia uh, record because we have not done it in quite some time. Uh, and so, I do remember you did text it to me. Uh, yeah, I, I've been really good at texting the trivia records to you, and I can easily find it every week by scrolling back. Ah, found it. June 22nd. It's been a long time since we've done trivia. We are 30 of 40 at 75% through four weeks. So we're at 75%. Oh, Louie knew it. Louie knew what's up. Thank you, Louie, for remembering that. Uh, so let's get rolling with our 10 trivia questions uh, here. The only rule is zero Googling allowed. Even if you joke like you're going to Google something, ask Louie. You will get the uh, short-term ban here. You get the zero, penalty box. Yeah, we'll see you the penalty box for the rest of the show. Zero Googling allowed here on Sports Trivia. Let's get it rolling. All right. Well, we are. I have to take advantage of this question because this is, I think, my favorite question that we've ever had. Oh. Rich Gannon threw five interceptions in a Super Bowl loss against which team? I'll repeat the question. Yeah, uh-huh. Rich Gannon threw five interceptions in a Super Bowl loss against which team? Let's let the chat answer. Oh, because everybody, yeah, it should be pretty easy. Let's see, what do we got Because uh, the MVP of that Super Bowl was Dexter, Dexter Jackson. Dexter Jackson, <laughs> who went on to sign what team the year after? Did he go to the Raiders? No, he went to the Arizona Cardinals. Well, what, and what the did hell did nothing? Yeah. All right. So, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks final A to Z. Let's lock that in. That is correct. All right. All right. Uh, we now move on to the real, the real stuff. Uh, Iman Shumpert missed part of his rookie NBA season with an injury to what body part? <laughs> Iman Shumpert missed part of his rookie NBA season with an injury to which? Body part. Now, Iman Shumper was drafted by the Knicks. I do know that. Or played his first year. You know, that kind of gets lost. I don't know if there's a draft day trade. I think it was his knee. Louis says knee. Juan, Juan going with, uh, is that supposed to be a knee emoji? Or a leg. Or a leg. Because Alex says leg. Uh, hip. Coming from Elo and knee coming from Theron. I mean, is it, should it just, should we just say it's a body part? We can say leg and be right. No. Well, if, if we can't, if, if the answer is knee here, we would get it wrong. No, not, that's not true. Cause we're, that, we're it is true because no. we did not get it correct. Zach, the knee is not a body part. The knee is a joint. A body part is an arm, leg, hand, foot, head, neck. Or torso. That is the body part, right? A knee is a joint. Like a knee is not considered a body part. It's just a knee is a body part. No, it, it's it's body parts are your legs, your arms, and so your an elbow torso. is not a body part. That is a joint. It is not a part of your body. It, but it's not a. No, it. You're asking. It's a. It's a part of your body, but it's not a body part. 
it's it's different. <laughs> so which which direction do we want to go? I think we say leg. If it's knee, we're wrong. No, it's not. That's my point. No, I, if it's the answer says point. knee, we are wrong. I'm telling you. I don't. I haven't pushed it. I have no idea. But what? Which one do we want to go? I don't know the answer. Because <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to go all encompassing, and that doesn't work. I'm trying you gotta to get it answer right. the question the way the question is structured. So, do you want to go leg? You lock things in. I don't lock them in. And so, but but if. All right. So what, okay. What do we know? What do we think the actual injury was? Let's, let's do that. here. I thought it was a knee injury. Okay. You feel good about that? Cause several people in the comment section said knee injury. Yeah. I, I pretty positive. It was a knee. Injury. All right. If you guys are positive, that it's a knee. Then I think knee is the way we should go. You don't want to go leg now. No, because you're not going to give it to me. Like that's the, well, no, even if I did knee and it was leg, we wouldn't get it. Right, but you're not going to give me leg if it's like no. Injury. There's no back doorway here. But like I mean, if if it's if the answer is hamstring, would wouldn't leg be the correct answer? It's whatever the, the answer is. Okay, I don't so know let's just is. say knee because that's what we think it actually was. Then let's go knee. Final A to Z. The correct answer is the knee. Okay, there we the go. The body part of the knee. All right, the so knee. we're two and So did you learn something? The knee is a body part. According to whatever website that you're on that has had several mistakes during our sports trivia. Not Go several. Uh, yes, they have. We've corrected, we've corrected the mistakes that were worded correctly, but were misinterpreted. There have All been right. some typos, but go ahead. So we're two and out. Oral Hershiser pitched for which major league baseball team in 1988? I was gonna say the Royals. I don't know this one. I don't either. Alan says Dodgers. That would be like the ideal thing because Brent says Dodgers, Steve Dodgers. We got to have somebody in the chat that knows this. Uh, JM says Mets, Brent. I'm sorry. John Michael says Cubs. Danny says Dodgers question mark. We're getting, um, Alan says Dodgers. No doubt. He pitched in the 88 world series. All right. I think that's pretty good. So, uh, Dodgers final A to Z. The correct answer is the Los Angeles Dodgers. All right. Very good. I'm glad it wasn't the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Yes. Um, so three, no. All right. Oh, here's, here's an NBA finals theme question with player Chris Paul early in Chris Paul's debut season for the Los Angeles Clippers. Mm. The team earned what nickname? It's got to be Lob City. Because that was DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin? Right. It's, that's Lob City. Has Have the Clippers had another nickname? Because I, I get... I am lost with Chris Paul's movements around the league and timeline. But I, it's got to be Lob City. Yeah. Because he went from... LA. Yeah, I guess that was right. It's Lob City. Okay. Lob City final A to Z. The correct answer is Lob City. All right. 4-0 start. Let's keep it rolling. 
All right. In 2014, what 25-year-old golfer became the third youngest player in the Masters era to win three majors? In 2014, what 25-year-old golfer became the third youngest player in the Masters era to win three majors? So I think it's either Spieth or McElroy. Um, The problem here is... 2014? 2014. Now, it says Masters era, but doesn't necessarily mean they won the Masters. In 2014, what 25-year-old golfer became the third youngest player in the Masters era to win three majors? I think it's Rory McIlroy. Because I think Spieth is... Spieth was not 25 years old in 2014. I think it's Mac because Spieth is not 32. Spieth is younger than 32 right now. I think it's McElroy because Ma- I can see Rory being 32 ish, 33 right now. And Rory came out hot. Remember, like he 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 had. I remember him winning like the third. It's like, oh, when is he going to win this fourth? And then how many is he going to win? And then he like cooled off or something. Yeah, 2014 is too long ago for Spieth. That's what that's what I'm thinking. I think it it, and and Jerome says Rory or Bubba. Bubba's older than that. Bubba was hot during the 2010 time. I think so it's I, Rory. I think it's Rory. Rory. Rory McElroy, final A to Z. The correct answer is Rory McElroy. All right. Five and oh start here on Tuesday Sports Trivia. Real quick before our next five questions. Let me tell you guys about Mandu. I'm sore as hell right now because I did Mandu on Sunday and it was the first Mandu after my long uh, vacation where I was eating and drinking and having fun and Mandu's getting me back on track with my fitness. Mandu.com, your first workout is free. It's a 15-minute workout that simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. That's Mandu.com, your first workout's free. Full-body electronic muscle stimulation. The science is real. The education and the trainers are fantastic. They can help you achieve your goals, whatever those goals might be in your fitness uh, uh, life. Mandu.com is where to go. A to Z Sports. We are on Sports Trivia because it is Tuesday. Hot start on this Tuesday, 5-0. and oh. Let's finish strong. This would be big because we. I think the last time we, we kind of messed up towards the end. Yeah. Who was selected by the Seattle Seahawks as the 23rd pick overall in the 2004 NFL draft? Austin, we're looking at you. Draft 23rd overall in 2004? Who was selected by the Seahawks as the 23rd overall pick in the 2004 NFL draft? It's not Sean Alexander. He had his big year in 2006. Sean Alexander was older than that. I, I think, <clears throat> no, it, Louis says beast mode. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was drafted by the Bills, number 10 overall. I don't know what year, but I do know that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> man, 2004 Seahawks? And it's not Russell Wilson. I mean, Nate Burleson <laughs> from Allen? <laughs> Dom says it was that quarterback, which doesn't help much. It wasn't that Matt Hasselbeck's older than that. <clears throat> Matt Hasselbeck was Brett Favre's backup in Green Bay. Yeah. Seneca Wallace? He was not a first-round draft pick. Yeah, I don't no think. Was it Richard, Richard Sherman? Richard Sherman's a fifth-round draft pick. That's why he was 
out of Stanford. Come on. Uh, we, that's why we're relying on your draft knowledge. <laughs> 2004. Who was that quarterback class? That It was not quarterback because that was the <clears> – <throat> unless it was the fourth quarterback because 2004 was Eli Rivers Roethlisberger. <clears throat> Seneca Wallace was not a first-round qu- quarterback. I mean, he did have an unbelievable – I don't know. Jeez. He was drafted by the Seahawks. Percy Harvin's older than that. He played with Tebow in at Florida, so it's not Percy Harvin. These are all good guesses. <clears throat> Man, this is really tough. Marcus Tubbs? Are you Elo? No Googling, man. I don't want I don't want anybody to be Googling here. <clears throat> Steve Hutchinson, I think is too old. Tubbs or Bullware. Who is Marcus Tubbs, Elo, and why do you think it's Marcus Tubbs? Yeah, you have to give some explanation if you do some random. Jeez. Oh, Cam Chancellor was higher than that. I don't think so. Uh, he, I think he was like a second round pick. Who is a Seahawks fan? Oh, his dad told him. Are you with your dad watching the show right now, Elo? He texted his dad real quick. And Alex, admirable, just saying, I'm going to stay out of this question. He's not going to go Google, right? No Googling. This is, I, I like where we're going because we've gotten this far in the question, and I don't feel, I don't feel that anybody has Googled, which is good because we need to make a decision. I think uh, mm. Omar says he's going with Tubbs. Tubbs is a defensive tackle from Texas. I have no idea who that is. Uh, Do we go Marcus Tubbs? Are we rolling with Elo? I mean, we have to find out if I'm asking I didn't know. Just my dad told me when I asked him I didn't know. That, that was very confusing there with a lack of punctuation. I, I, All right, do I we go Marcus sales Tubbs? Mar- that's sales material. So, did, so Marcus Tubbs is off? I, I, yeah, I mean. I, okay, so he's just saying he played defense. So do we just go Marcus Tubbs and move on? Sounds suspicious. I agree. We got sound suspicious. So I, I think Tubbs, we, we have to go somewhere so else. Do we, so the time limit, I don't right, want to so put a timer we, on we, this. Right. So do we ditch this question? No, no, we get it wrong. Unless you. Okay. So if, if Marcus Tubbs is the correct answer and we can't go with Marcus Crub, Tubbs, do we just take an L? Yes, it's a loss. Okay. So, so it's, so it's loss. So the correct answer, if I can find the, oh no. I just definitely just did not just exit out of that question. No. <laughs> I mean, I can look it up. No, no, no. Um, We're trying to move on, Hunter. I promise. It, it, <laughs> like, uh, the correct answer, Marcus Tubbs. Okay, so, so we are five and one. Five That's and okay. one. 
it, it, it we 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 lasted a little too long. And I don't like the texting a friend. So no, no sales material. We've established we had a heated argument on that. Um, all, right. <laughs> all right, next question. Um, let's see here. Which basketball player's name means little warrior? Which basketball player's name means little warrior? Like their given name? I don't know. Which basketball player's name means little warrior? Jeff says Yao Ming. <laughs> that's that's really funny. That's really funny. Joe Kim Noah, uh, Dikembe Mutombo, Bam Adebayo, Bam Adebayo. That, but not little. Bam Adebayo. Here's here's the uh, reality. The guy's probably not actually going to be little because basketball players are just not little. Uh, not necessarily true. I mean, Nate Robinson, Spud Webb. But okay, yeah, but those are very those names don't mean little warrior. Elo says Pat Beverly. Uh, <laughs> and it's not Muggsy Bogues either. Like that's when you name your kid, it you're not expecting them to be small. I, I think it's I think Dikembe Matumbo. He's probably the best. Is that what you want to go with? <clears throat> Dikembe Mutombo. I, I think that's the smartest way to go. You want to lock it in? You want to lock it in? Yeah, finally to Z. Dikembe Mutombo. Whatever. Oh, my God. We are so stupid. We are so dumb. Giannis. Shaquille O'Neal. Really? I don't think we're stupid because we missed that. Uh, it's Shaquille Rashawn O'Neal. I, I knew that. I knew that. I don't think that means we're stupid. That so. that was obvious. I don't think so at all. I don't think it was obvious. All right, so we're five and two. We got to get back on the right track. Let's let's finish strong here. We got um, freaking Marcus Tubbs throwing us off. The, <laughs> yeah, really. Um, all right, next question. Who was the only Heisman Trophy winner on the Raiders roster in 2013? Like, first guess, is this a trick question? Because Jamarcus Russell is the first guy that we think of. No. But Dar did Darren Anyone? McFadden? Did Darren McFadden win the Heisman Trophy? No, <clears throat> he did not. He's runner up. So it has to be. Did Jamarcus Russell? No. Man, I thought that was going to be an easier question. Tim Brown. Tim Brown played a long time, not that long. Um, oh, Charles Woodson. Ah, it's got to be true. Good job, Jarrell and Allen. <clears throat> Charles Woodson. I feel very good about this. You want to lock it in? Final A to Z, Charles Woodson. The correct answer is Charles Woodson. All right. Good job, team. Six and two. We got two more questions left. Let's get them both right. All right. Next question. And um, let's see here. Here we go. It's 
tough. In 1992, how is the Olympic flame lit? 1992? 1992. Was that Muhammad Ali? It says how, right? Yeah. I mean, with the match? Like, not who? J.M. Gonzalez says an arrow. Nate says an arrow. Okay, so now we're on to something. <laughs> like, Justin says cigarette lighter, and uh, G-Man says a Bic lighter. Like, yeah. <laughs> like how, with fire? Like, that's what I... But I, I guess once the arrow thing came in, that makes a little more sense. The arrow makes is the best answer we have. Like that day, I'm with Danny. Like another flame. Like it's, I, but I guess an arrow is that the right way to go? I mean, fine with me. Final A to Z arrow. The correct answer is a burning arrow. All right, good job. Good job. <laughs> G-Man says Elon Musk dropping out of space. Now that will be uh 2028. That would be when that happens. All right. So last question. We're sitting here at seven and two. This is a big deal. We need to get this one right to get back on track. All right. This is a tough question. So we need all you Bears fans, the Bears out there to, to help us out. All right. Who defeated the Chicago Bears by one point in their opening game for the 2018 NFL season? I'll repeat. Who defeated the Bears by one point in their opening game for the 2018 NFL season? Like, it makes me think it was like, uh, we've got Green Bay or the Eagles. Yeah, those those have two. been the two popular answers. Green Bay is the pop, most popular answer. Yeah, there's a lot of Packers coming in. Dom says that was the Rodgers game. The Which Rodgers game? <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, was it the... Uh, the that was in Green Bay. That was, was he, when he got hurt. Or was that? No, that was not the opening. Rob's, Rob says the Ravens, as does Michael Bishop. Michael Bishop says he watched it. Was that the knee injury game? I don't. That wasn't the opening game of the season, was it? I thought that was just a random Monday night game. I, Dom, I know exactly what game you're talking about. Because you remember the knee injury where he got twisted? Khalil Mack. Yeah. That was game one because that was the showcase of Khalil Mack. The correct answer is Green Bay Packers. Dom, you got that right. I think okay. that's. Okay. I think if, that was it. Okay, let's final way to Z. Green Bay Packers. Bang, baby! Nice. The Green Bay Packers. That was the knee game. All right, we got it right. We got it right. So all you Baltimore Ravens guessers are wrong. Like uh, Rob says, no, no, Rob, it was not in Baltimore. It was in either Chicago or Green Bay. Uh, that's not how it, it was works. in Green Bay. I remember yeah. the game like oh, it was no. yesterday. All right, so eight and two is big deal. Eight and two. So now I will do our per our updated percentages. Uh, we are thirty eight out of fifty for a solid seventy six percent. So we're back on credit, above seventy five percent. That's the way we got to keep going. 
So, uh, look, I, I thought it was another good Tuesday show. What do you think? I agree. I, I think you could have gone off the Richter scales with that, that Henry uh, Elo conversation. And then well, I think we did the right thing with the Elo dad tubs thing. I think we had to take the L there. I think that was a responsible move. And we stole the knee question. I thought, I, I thought today was a good show. Yeah, good show. Uh, strong uh, return to trivia after a couple weeks off. So that's good. Tomorrow we've got throwing shade. Uh, on a Wednesday, we'll also have some uh, really good topics. Maybe some Julio and AJ talk. Maybe some Pecorine talk. We'll see how that official press conference goes down here at 11. Uh, so make sure you're following us all on social media. Alex Doherty, our Preds writer, will be live at the Preds press conference today with great social media coverage and content. Check out the website, a to znashville.com as well. So we will see you guys on a Wednesday. Thanks for watching. Adios.